Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit with the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! (laughs) Welcome to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms and our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Linda Pirelli in the studio with me this evening. I was laughing when we started because... (laughs) She asked me if I modelled. Yes, this beautiful <laughs> photo came up. I was like, wow. Well, you made me laugh at the beginning of the show. Great start. And it's lovely to have a wonderful guest like Linda Prelly in the studio. She is uh, an icon in the equestrian world for sure. Uh, everything she does, highly sought after. And um, someone that any equestrian or not even can learn a lot from. So it's lovely to have you back with me, Linda. Thank it's you been for a while. Me. It has been a while. And uh, and she's going to actually she didn't know till she got here, but she's gonna actually guest co host and be a guest. So um, Paulette is out this week and hopefully we'll be back next week. We think she may have gone rogue and disappeared. Paulette, wherever you are, you should be calling <laughs> in with an explanation. Then let's start off with some news. Um, then we're going to have Dr. Adam Kayot from Peterson and Smith with us uh, by phone for a little bit. And we're gonna chat to him about some horse behavior uh, questions that we have about how he handles and deals with horses when they're a little bit difficult and don't perhaps want to be examined or treated by a veterinarian. The, the horses that tend to run away from the, um, the tubing, you know, who wants a tube up their nose? <laughs> Uh, and then we are going to switch it over to Linda and we're going to talk a little bit about her new program, um, which I'm very excited about. I want to see how we can incorporate some of that into the show going forward. I'm very excited to have her back with us. So quick mention for air show jumping. Uh, very excited to have that wonderful show back here again at the Florida Horse Park for the next two weekends. A boutique horse show, uh, 6th to the 10th and 13th to the 17th. Uh, really a lovely show. Bill Worthington has put that on this year and last year. And uh, it's been really, really uh, impressive, well-run show. I'm very proud of what he's done. Uh, bringing that show here and want to just see that grow and grow and grow. Uh, because, of course, of the guidelines, um, there are not any spectators at this event. But we are going to be out there getting lots of footage and also live streaming some of it for you so you can see it. And that will be on the Horse Talk Show channel on Facebook and YouTube so uh, you'll be able to enjoy at least some snippets of it and we'll be recording quite a bit of it that we can share with you later on so at least if you can't be there you can feel like you are. Uh, Start off with a little bit of uh, news from the horse world. The US Equestrian Federation and the World Equestrian Center here in Ocala officials released a joint statement that uh, and this was actually back at December 30th but you know New Year's and everything, you know. Do you know what day of the week it is? Still confused. (laughs) (laughs) I saw someone post on Facebook that they were confused because it was between Christmas and New Year's and they didn't know what day of the week it is. And I I thought, yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Uh, But back on December 30th, they did announce that they are going to work together so that WEC can still host USEF-sanctioned competitions. Uh, It's definitely in the interest of the sports for them to work together. And so we're excited to hear that they are uh, working on resolving that, um, prioritizing horse and rider welfare, operating under the rules that govern all USEF 
organizations. So I'm just glad to hear they're going to work through it. Uh, I think that's going to be better for everybody. And um, even with the NSBA, the National Snaffle Bit Association, not being an affiliate of USEF, um, I think it's very positive seeing that they're going to be able to work that out. Uh, remembering, uh, we've got quite a bit of coverage of Got Stormy uh, back in the, in the race world there, uh, six years old now, returned to work actually today for the first time since her November 7th bid in the Breeders' Cup Turf Sprint at Keeneland. I was actually there when she went through the Keeneland sale. I'm excited to see that she's actually back uh, to, to racing and she's going to be with our very own Ocala's Mark Cassie. Um, she actually breezed three furlongs in 36. The time was the fastest of five at the distance, so nice to see her back. Um, Spendthrift General Manager Ned Toffey, who's a good friend of ours, uh, said that Spendthrift was very happy with uh, what was going on with her and will be keeping an eye on her. Mark says he doesn't know yet for her six-year-old campaign where she'll be. Uh, hasn't made that decision yet um, due to COVID, of course. Uh, the schedule's up in the air a little bit right now. Um, and the pandemic is causing a great deal of ruckus, mm. as it has been for a long time now, <laughs> like nearly a year, right? What are you, a couple months away from it being a year of, of dealing Crazy. with it? Yeah, it has to have affected you. Yes, I think it's affected you know, everybody. In, in negative ways and in positive ways. Right, mm -hmm. you're right. There has been some, some upsides to that. Cross-country fences at all uh, international eventing competitions will be using Swedish-made MIM clip frangible technology following the introduction of the new FEI rules from January 1st. I'm very glad to hear that. That means that fences collapse under both forward and upward pressure, and they are designed to actually prevent rotational falls, which cause serious injuries to horses and riders. Several riders in recent months and years have lost their lives in rotational falls, which are, I think, by far the most dangerous falls of all. Uh, and these frangible um, clips are going to certainly um, bring that, hopefully, to a, uh, a very rapid finish. We don't have to see any more of that. Um, the clip systems actually work for walls, oxes, posts, and rails, um, and they were invented by a Swedish inventor. I'm not going to try and pronounce his last <laughs> name because uh, I'm going to mess it up. Um, but the MIM construction tests they've done um, are the only ones that have actually passed all the safety device tests. Uh, to ensure they're actually going to be effective. Um, and they've actually been in use in international horse trials around the world for more than 10 years. And during that, that, that time period, they've been recommended by the FEI. Um, but their use now on certain types of fences is mandatory. So I'm very, very glad to hear that. On a bit of a sad note, and, and I shared this actually with Linda when she arrived, but a real icon, truly an icon in the horse world, um, Jane E. Savoy, at only 71 years of age of Berlin, Vermont, actually passed away on Monday morning of this week. Um, she had complications from multiple myeloma that she had actually fought courageously for five years. Uh, we just want to say to her family, friends, two-legged and four-legged, um, our hearts go out to you. We send absolutely s s uh, our condolences, sadness, comfort and prayers um, from all of us here at the Horse Talk Show team. She had an amazing career as a trainer. She was a teacher, an author, a motivational speaker, and was known and respected worldwide. So uh, definitely a sad time. 
She was an alternate for the U.S. Olympic dressage team in Barcelona in 1992, and she actually coached at the Atlanta and Sydney Olympics. She was inducted into the U.S. Dressage Association Hall of Fame in December of 2019. Um, very fitting, certainly a place that she deserved to be. She wrote six books on sports psychology, dressage and jumping that have actually been translated into eight languages. So really an amazing, uh, amazing lady. And actually she produced two video series, Train With Jane and Happy Horse. And we all know we want a happy horse, which Linda will be sharing more with us <laughs> later about how to make your horse happy. <laughs> uh, anyway, again, as I said, you know, we're very, um, very saddened by that news, but she certainly contributed a lot to the horse world uh, in her lifetime. And um, she certainly developed a lot of great processes uh, for, for her students and, um, and people who were able to uh, take the time to read her books. If you didn't, you should get all six of them now and make sure you find out what Jane was all about. So uh, really a, a wonderful woman. Uh, that's the end of the news that I have. Linda, do you have any exciting horse news? news. Other than your new program, <laughs> which I'm thrilled about. Yes. Um, I don't know that I've got any news. Just back in Ocala now. Just back in Ocala now. We're so glad you are. Oh, I'm glad to be back. It's always great to come back here. You know, there's nowhere like this in the world. And no. It's always exciting to come back. I mean, I've been back for a couple of months now, but um, it's always, you know, fantastic to see the activities that are going on. Even with COVID, you know, there's things going on, which is great because we really didn't know, you know, what, what would, was going to be able right. to happen. So it's wonderful to see the competitions happening again. And I know, you know, throughout Europe, there was a lot of trouble with that. Yes. You know, a lot of them got shut down. So yes, we're very fortunate to be here. Yeah, we're very fortunate to have that happen here. Director, a little bit of lifeblood into that's the industry right. again. Director Gigi just gave me the look, which means we're down to about 20 seconds. So we're going to close out this segment. We're going to come back. Uh, we're going to share the Horse Farms Forever video with you next. And while we're doing that, we're going to get Dr. Adam Kayot from Peterson and Smith on the telephone and ask him some questions for you. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. We'll be right back.
Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. You're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to the second segment of the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio. My co-host and guest, Linda Farelli, is here with me and it's absolutely wonderful to have her with us. We're thrilled. It's truly an honor. She knows I think that. Every time she comes <laughs> and spends time with me, I'm so blessed. Uh, we did call Dr. Adam Kayot. And he did answer the phone, which was quite impressive, considering he was multitasking. Um, he is actually on an emergency colic currently, saving horses' lives. So that certainly takes precedence over us. And if he gets done and everything works out okay, he will be giving us a call back. But if not, he'll be skipping this week. Uh, and obviously, much more important things to take care of. So, uh, But we're going to take it over to Linda. Linda's going to tell us a little bit about what's been going on in her life. She is contributing to a program that I am very, very excited about uh, sharing with you. Um, and, it, and it has a lot to do with some of the most important things in life, which of course we know are horses. <laughs> and personal growth, of course, which is also very important. Um, and so these passions uh, are a really big deal uh, to Linda, have always been as long as I've known her. Um, so Linda, share with us a little bit about Happy Horse, Happy Life. Yeah, well, this is something that, you know, I hear a lot of people talk about. You know, they say, oh, I want my horse to be happy. But a lot of people don't really know how to do that. And that's something I've always been passionate about because, you know, I did things with my horse that I knew my horse was not happy. But I didn't know what to do about it. I thought, well, that's just how this horse is. You know, he's a little bit of a fighter or, you know. And there's this part of you that goes, oh, it doesn't feel right, but I'm having problems. So I go to trainers and they try to help me fix it and then sometimes the trainer can get on and everything's fine you get back on and it's chaos right it's so, so true yeah so you know I'm a I'm passionate about teaching and teaching is also my talent you know it's something that I've done gosh for 40 years over 40 years now we don't believe you <laughs> we'll good to look at you we don't believe you <laughs> so uh, you know it's something that you know I've been around of some of the best horsemen and trainers in the world and even though some of them can do it, you know, how do you tell me how to do it? You know, and especially right. if I've got a little bit of mouse, mm -hmm. you know, a little bit of ability, then okay. But what if I really don't understand, you know, what they're talking about? Because a lot of them just go, oh, well, you just do this, you just do that. You know, it's easy for them. So that was um, something that I did for years. I mean, even before I was teaching horsemanship is that I was teaching people about skincare actually because that was my previous career and I had to teach um, beauty therapists and skin therapists how to read the skin how to understand what was going on which sounds so funny because that's what I do with horses now but I learned how to chunk things down into the smallest pieces and that's also the best way to train horses so when things uh, don't go well or the horse gets confused it's like people getting confused you have to do the opposite. Most people want to do more, say more, put more pressure, oh, over-explain, you know, yes. when actually you've got to do the opposite. You've got to slow it all down. Back off. Back off, break it down to the smallest little pieces so then the horse can understand, or in this case, the human can understand. Because even though I do um, teach people how to teach horses, I'm really teaching the people, right? So that's the part that, that you know, I'm passionate about. And then being able to explain what a happy horse is, you know, because um, 
I was uh, talking to someone recently and I said, so I know you love horses. Does love get in the way of you being effective? <laughs> she had that look, it was like, wow, I never thought of it that way. Yes, it you know? can. Yes, It's just like with a child, it's the same thing. I, listen, I did this with my daughter, I made her my best friend. You know, yeah. and then what happens is no leadership. You're, exactly, you're <laughs> trying to all the time be someone's best friend, and although it's lovely to be best friends with your horse, there has to be a place where you're in charge, right? Exactly. And so you can be too. Exactly, and a lot of women wrestle with that. You know, sure. men are men are kind of raised more in a leadership role. You know, to be bosses and managers and mm -hmm. take charge and you know be head of the family and all that kind of thing. I mean, things have changed a little bit over time. But women are not raised that way. No, we We're just want to cuddle. A, yes, and more of a supportive <laughs> role, you know. And so then we get a horse and it's like, well, I just wanted to go trail riding. I just wanted to have fun. What do you mean I have to be its leader? You know, right. now you really have to learn about communication and leadership. And, you know, I've even had people say, well, you know, can't I just get on and go for a ride? It's like, well, ask your horse. Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes <laughs> the horse is like, who are you? And you know, I don't trust you, or I don't like the way you've approached me, and now you're going to have a wrestling match on the whole thing. You know, or you haven't done what the horse needs in order to feel safe and calm and, and be responsive, you know. So I, I love coming from that angle, you know, from more of a philosophical perspective and go, you know, what are we really doing here? You know, we want to be compassionate, and compassion is like kindness plus action. Right? Compassion is not just sitting there and going, oh, I feel sorry for you. It's actually taking part in a solution. And so I think we need to do that for our horses. You know, I bought the horse. The horse didn't go looking for me. Right. And I help him have a great life with me and do things together, not just feed him and go, oh, is he lovely? And I'm too scared to ask him to do anything. You know? I know. You're right. And then there is that uh, very, very um, slight barrier there between like you said, you know, being able to take charge and just wanting to just love on them, you know? Yeah. And, and we yeah. want to love on our horses naturally, but there has to be some balance there where we can yeah. do both. You and know? then you always get, the, you know, the people who are on the other side of the, of the coin and they're like, oh, you're spoiling them and oh, you've I got know. to show them who's boss and you've got to be, you know, stricter. And well, I don't think either of them really are effective. Right. You, know, you need to be a leader but you need to be compassionate at the same time. And you know, there's sometimes people go, oh, I love horses, but when you watch what you, they do to them, it's like, mm -hmm. I don't know if scaring a horse like that no. or intimidating them is really coming across as loving to a horse. Yes. So, you know, I, I often have conversations with people around this because they can get embroiled in all kinds of conversations on Facebook. And you know, it's like, oh, it's cruel to do this with horses, you shouldn't ride them. Or, you know, I know somebody who gave up riding horses because they felt that they didn't have a right to. And I said, well, so now what's happening to the horse? Yeah, right. You know, it's exactly. just standing in a paddock like a vegetable. Right. That can't be fun for horses either. You no. Know, there's this reason that horses and people have been together for so many thousands of years. And I think, you know, now more than ever, we have the ability to have the kind of relationship that we really want with our horses. And uh, we can get enjoyment and know that we give the horse a happy life as well. I know, that's so true. And it's a win-win then on mm. both sides. And also, you know, there's something else I think that people don't think about as much. And I, I 
this has crossed my mind a lot only because I've had a lot of rescue horses in my life mm. that I've had to save out of different situations and rehome and, and whatnot. And, you know, I think a lot of times people don't think about what about if something happens to, to you, to me, and we have horses on our farm, God forbid, end of our life or, or sickness or disability or something where we have to rehome our horses. And if we haven't given them a chance to be the best horse they can be, mm -hmm. they don't have a chance then to go on and have an opportunity to be a good horse for somebody else. Right. That ends up, that's when horses end up getting discarded and in the wrong places, is when they don't. I love when I hear about OTTBs, off-track off racehorses, doing all these wonderful events and learning a second career because that makes them priceless, you know, and we could not possibly be almost at the end of this segment, Gigi. Yes, we are. <laughs> what? It's just like sitting around talking to my friend and time just flies by. Well, as I say, time flies when you're having a good time. That's right. I was going to say, can I have two more minutes? No, I can't. Apparently not. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> we'll be back after this break. We have lots more with Linda. And when we get, come back, I want to share with you a little story about my Mustang, who you've all been following, good old Flynn, for some time. So stay with us, and we'll talk about Flynn and fireworks in just a few minutes after this break. This show is presented by Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital, one of the top equine hospitals in the USA with services including ambulatory, surgery, sports medicine, reproduction, and with doctors on call 24 hours a day. Check them out now at petersonsmith.com. The opinions of the hosts and guests on the Horse Talk Show are not necessarily that of Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms. The Larson Farms mission is simple, to be the leader in quality and value. Richard owner of Larson Farms is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality, and teamwork. Larson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. This show is brought to you in part by Horse Boxes USA, the newest and most advanced way to safely transport your horses in style. Horse Boxes USA comes standard with a backup camera, horse cabin camera, and dual fans. Visit them at JJ Tax Shop on Highway 40 in Ocala or online at horseboxesusa.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with my special guest co-host and guest, Linda Farelli. Uh, certainly a name in the horse world that I think is world renowned. Uh, it's quite an honor to have her here with us, and I'm always thrilled to have her on the show. I always tell her when she leaves, come back anytime you can. Uh, certainly love to have you here, Linda. I was telling her a little bit of a, a story that most of you that follow the show know about Flynn, the Mustang that I adopted last January that was wild and uh, uh, came from the BLM and uh, was had never been touched by a human being. Um, the night that I got him home, he colicked, as many of you know, and 
I had to get through a uh, whole night of sleeping in the round pen in 32 degrees with a wild Mustang that had never been touched by a human being. Now, Linda probably might have told me that's probably not a very good idea. Actually, it's one of the best ways to bond. <laughs> no, we certainly did, because I woke up in the morning and his head was on my foot. So all went well, and, um, and he recovered, and he's actually turned into an amazing horse. Haley Price has spent some time with me. She does the Mustang makeovers, and um, Flynn has just been fantastic within a few weeks. The very next day, actually, we had the halter on him, and I was leading him before Haley got back from Oklahoma. And she was like, what happened? I said, he colicked. So, um, um, but then we took him to the obstacle course down in Beverly Hills and walked him through pool noodles and up hills and Isn't through tires. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Yes. And I he just... did it all without mm. any question. We took him to the beach, Haley took him in the sea, up to his withers, jumped on his back, fell over the other side in the water. He looked at these huge crashing East Coast waves. He didn't care. He loads up in a trailer. Everything you do with him, the first time we sat on him, he just stood there like, okay, that's fine, sit on I me. I grew a human. I grew a human, yeah. So everything he's done, and actually, Ian, if we can share the fireworks um, photos while I'm speaking, um, and, and so this is my backyard. Uh, my neighbor does a Disney-like performance, um, which now I'm inviting my friends every year, acting like, you know, here I'm putting on a show for you, right? Um, but, uh, but he puts out uh, fireworks that put Disney to shame. I mean, unbelievable booms and uh, the noise is absolute. And, and I'll tell you, as a horse person, personally, I hate fireworks, okay? Um, I think they're very scary for a lot of horses, especially if they haven't heard them before or seen them before, and they're young. So I'm actually not a fan. I'm fortunate. Uh, there's Flynn <laughs> standing there like... Another day at the office. Yeah, like another day at the office. <laughs> so my, um, my older horses are 35 and, and 27, so obviously they've been there, done that. My 35-year-old was a mounted police horse here in Marion County uh, with me for three years, so he's seen all of this. It's nothing to him. It's no big deal. But I did expect to have to give Flynn some ace or something to calm him down because I, this is going off literally like um, over, almost over his head. Um, and he can certainly hear it and see it. And um, this is my wonderful, you can tell I've had a drink. This is my recording job <laughs> on New Year's <laughs> Eve, not very good. Um, but uh, I had a couple of glasses of wine, but huge fireworks. So my question, to you, um, and I'm very interested in your opinion of this, is do you think that Flynn, the Mustang, um, has just really good stoic, quiet genes yes. from his pet? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I kind of thought that. I think his parents are probably really, his sire and um, probably pretty cool. Um, do you think that it has anything to do with the trust relationship that obviously he's established with me? very quickly, very fast. You do obviously to the accelerated pace of the colic happening on the first night. Um, otherwise, it may have taken longer to establish trust. And, and, and do you think that, um, that the, these are all signs that for the future that he's just going to be all round good like that? Oh, absolutely. Anyway, there's a million questions in all of that. But, but yeah, because the two main drivers are uh, innate characteristics, you know, like it's like people, what are you born with? You know, some people are born confident, some people are born 
timid and shy. You know, some people are born more extroverted and some are born more introverted. And so uh, with horses, it's very much the same thing. You'll see horses that, you know, are very flighty, skittish, nervous. You know, they're the survivors. They'll, they're the archetypal prey animal. And then you see other horses are like, oh, you know, nothing scares me. Even a wild horse, you know, they can still have that more quiet, innate characteristic, you know. And the interesting thing, too, is that sometimes Mustangs can actually be easier and less complicated than the fire-breathing things that we've bred, <laughs> you know, because we're breeding the better athlete, you know, the mm -hmm. smarter horse, and then you've got the Mustang that's just a survivor, you know, for thousands of years. And those really, you know, extreme types of horses don't survive in the wild. You know, they're all kind of a similar kind of horse. Right. But, you know... When, uh, when we breed horses, we want something that's exciting and athletic and, you know, high-spirited and, you know, then we kind of breed our own problems. Yeah. But it's really interesting. Years ago, I was talking with um, Carl Hester, who's, you know, yeah. world-famous uh, dressage rider and trainer, Olympian. And um, he was talking about how he um, would get letters from this woman uh, who was a critic. And whenever he appeared at the Olympics and rode in big shows or whatever, when it came to prize giving, and he was often in the prize giving, his horse had a lot of trouble with the applause and getting the prizes and all this kind of thing. And so he would get these letters from the same woman saying, I can't believe that you're not training your horse, you know, to be better about these kinds of things. You can do dressage, but you can't do this. And so then, years later, he got another horse. And he said that horse just came out of the box like your Mustang. Yes. Said, was never hot, was never crazy or skittish or nervous. He was a very curious type of horse and loved things going on around him. And he said, at the prize giving, the first one, he got a letter shortly after. This is before email, right? <laughs> got a letter shortly after from this woman saying, finally, you've taught your horse to behave during... <laughs> during prize givings. And he said, I just wrote on her letter and put it back in the same thing with a new stamp and said, Lady, he was born this way. <laughs> had nothing to do with it. Now, horses are born that way. I mean, it's like people, like I was saying about people. But when they're not, like this black horse here in mm -hmm. the photo, Jazz, mm -hmm. he is not born confident at all. Really? He's the chickenest horse I personally have ever owned. Really? Yes. And so it's taken a lot, you know, especially with the public life and performances that I do with my horses. Um, he's not born for center stage. I have a bay horse that's an incredible jumper who loves a crowd and just loves people, you know, en masse. Yeah. But Jazz is, you know, it's like, oh, you're torturing me bringing me into this. So it's taken a lot to develop him to the point where he can go in and perform and not be afraid, you know. And when, you know, the crowd goes nuts, that he can stand there instead of wanting to gallop out of the arena. But that takes a lot of training. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people who have horses that um, are scared of fireworks, let's say, you've got to think about what do I need to do pre to prepare my horse for his living circumstances? You know, I knew I had to prepare my horse to be able to perform in, in front of thousands of people. What if you have to help them be ready to pe not perform, but relax and yes. not get a colic on fireworks? Yes. Yeah. And, you know, we know it can be done because you see that happen with police horses. The training they do is unbelievable. It really is. But a lot of us don't do that. We just go, oh, my horse is just scared and crazy, so I avoid everything that upsets him. Right. No, how about you give him some personal development? Yes. You know, we do personal development to get more confident and to be more skilled or be able to speak in public. 
Yes. You know, but other people go, oh, I just could never do it. But you can train to do it. And it's the same thing. With you horses. mean like me? I'm so shy. Yes. You're, see? <laughs> You've got it naturally, but there's a lot of people would sooner die than get on this show. <laughs> you're right. We're getting the look from Gigi. Um, so we'll be back. Uh, we're actually halfway through. Uh, we are going to run our, our palm opener and got a mention for Pulse. And um, then we're going to take it back to Linda and carry on with uh, happy horse, happy life. I know I'm happy that I have horses in my life. And I'm very happy Linda's here with us. So we'll be back for the second half of the show in just a few minutes. Stay with us. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. At All In Removal, we offer the best service and highest quality products. Whether you need fine shavings, large flake, a custom blend, or even bag shavings, we have the bedding and removal services you need. We use only reliable late model trucks, and our team of drivers are courteous, respectful, and hardworking. We train our staff to the high standards we are famous for, and our customer service team prides themselves on being experts on our products and an advocate for our customers, helping them to maximize the value they receive. If quality and service matter, give us a try today. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter, and younger you. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. <laughs> with your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy store. Now, here's your pretty, pretty you're switched on. You're a bit of old right. Yes. <laughs> Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Want a quick shout out for Pulse Center of Ocala. If you are an equestrian, I know that you have body aches and pains, whether it's from mucking, riding, all of the above, stop in at Pulse Center of Ocala, check them out, or give them a call and ask them for a horse talk show demo. They'll give you a demo. It is a very, very powerful uh, PEMF wave, and it is incredibly therapeutic for your body, for your overall health, helps with inflammation, aches and pains, um, pretty much whatever ails you. Uh, so please uh, check them out, find them online, pulsecenterofocala.com. 
back to the show. We've actually been talking horse. I'm over here with Linda Pirelli, uh, one of my favorite guests to have on the show and, and probably in the top two or three people I most respect in the horse world um, and follow and appreciate everything she does. And she is uh, contributing to Happy Horse, Happy Life. Uh, and you can find that at happyhorsehappylife.com. I uh, love the, the logo. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, Linda, tell us how you kind of kind of stepped into this. And, and I know there's a lot of incredible top equestrians involved in it um, that you can connect with and learn mm -hmm. with and kind of get on the same page as them with their dreams and goals and things that you want to accomplish. Um, tell us a little bit about how this program works and, and the direction that you see it going in. Well, it would be nice to think that it was mainly for women, but there's quite a few men on there, you know, who, if I say it's for women, it's like, you know, they're going to say, well, what about us, you know? <laughs> so it's really about people who are drawn to having a happy horse, you know? And like you look at the photos like this, and it's one of my new sportswear Very line nice. shirts too, they're really fun. I think I need one of those. Yes, we actually need to get you in one for sure. Yeah, oh look at that, I like that one. I know, they're, they're just that I love. gorgeous. They're these wraparound designs that are lovely. That's beautiful. Yes, yeah, so they're on a um, And that's actually more my there. colors, I love that. All right, well, it's got, got your name on oh, it. Oh, look how neat that is. I know. See, fashion, we're like squirrel. Yeah, I know, you're right. <laughs> oh, hold on a minute. Why are we talking about again? one of those. <gasps> oh, but, yeah, you know, lovely, I really, aren't they? I really wanted to do something that was more unique, you know, because I've lived my life in polo shirts and logos and mm -hmm. things like that. And I want something that's a little bit more fashion forward and fun and that you don't see everywhere. So it's been fun to collaborate on a line like this. Like, look at those colors. They're just amazing. They're gorgeous. Yeah, so you can find them on Happy Horse, Happy Life. <gasps> Oh, I like that you one want as one well. of everyone now, Yes, I think I do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they've been a huge mm. hit, so we'll be doing more for sure. But anyway, the whole point of it is to give people a place who want, first of all, to have a happy horse, and then who want to be able to solve their problems and advance. It doesn't mean you don't need a trainer. Everybody needs a trainer, especially, you know, when you're not sure of how you're coming across to the horse. Having another set of eyes is good. But what I want to help people um, understand is that there's a reliable source here that you can go all right you know how do I diagnose my problems and how do I change this with my horse so I've got these modules um, that you know right now we've done things like how to relax your horse while riding um, speed control you know it's not just saying no how do you actually direct your horse and you know if you teach your horse about speed you're not going to have control issues but most people just have control and they don't actually teach their horse how to do different speeds. Simple things like that, it seems obvious, but it's really, it's not. It's not something that's very talked about. No, you're right. And then in the modules, you know, as they're developing, there are things like compassion and empathy, you know, the philosophy with, with how we approach the horse, which is what we talked about earlier. And then it goes into relaxation and responsiveness because you need to balance those two. Sometimes people have horses that are very relaxed, mm -hmm. like your Mustang maybe, mm -hmm. and then you have responsiveness issues. Or you have a horse that's responsive bordering on reactive and you have relaxation issues. Okay, So, so I, those two have to balance. You just actually probably hit the nail, I didn't want to interrupt you, but you actually just made a really good point because Haley, that works with a lot of the Mustangs, actually said to me, our problem might actually be getting him going because he actually may be unresponsive to many things just because he's not responsive to the negative. Yeah, he's not reactive. And yeah, he's he, calm. Yeah, he might mm -hmm. be like so calm that you can't make him, you know, 
He doesn't want yeah. to do anything. He just wants to stand around and be happy. Yeah, yeah. or push you around. Yeah, some of them yeah. they go the other way, and it's like, well, you move. Yeah, <laughs> you know, not me. Right. And so you know that's a really big factor because I've seen that happen to a lot of people, and balancing relaxation and responsiveness is the key, and you always have to do it. You know, I mean, I'm. I'm studying dressage and I'm starting to ride at FEI levels and it's hard and you know I'm training my horse Jazz that you saw a minute ago who's a kind of shrinking violet mm -hmm. and I've got to teach him to be confident and not just push him to do everything because then I lose relaxation. So it's a great balancing act that you have to do and I really want to make it simple and show people how to do that no matter what discipline you're doing. You know? And so uh, you'll be able to read about it and there's video clips and little lessons to do that are just very simple. I want this to be as simple as possible. And you know, with all my years of experience, I find that I'm finally getting to where I can make it you know, as simple as it's ever been. So then beyond that, you look at things like confidence, impulsion, flexibility, and then it goes to harmony, um, energy, purpose, and power. And the whole um, outcome of it is synergy between you and your horse because there's nothing like that feeling you know when you say let's do this and your horse is like yeah you know you just got that feeling together because often so much of what we go through is a little bit of an you know an argument that's my other horse there the bay and gorgeous yeah he looks a little bit like distracted or something there but um, he's the one that loves a crowd really yeah and he's you know pretty self-confident and and curious you can see more of his face that's there. lovely yeah what a fantastic so they're process. absolutely different horses, and so it speaks to what we were talking about um, a little bit earlier. Yeah. About you know who's who in the zoo. Like some horses are just born that way. Yeah. It's like that Lady Gaga song. You know, yeah. So they Interesting. Are born that way. Actually, you made me think a little bit about like herd dynamics. So, mm -hmm. um, so the Mustang left for a month and went to Haley's because she wanted to just have him for a month and work on some things with him, and he was at her house. And when he came back to my house, he started bullying my older horses. And mm -hmm. he was turned out with them before, mm -hmm. fine, no problem. Occasionally he'd get a bit, you know, but... It's but often the more introverted horses, you know, that are not such runners and players. They're more like stoppers and hang out. They're usually the ones that are more dominant in a herd. Spirit is, is the main driver, but, you know, like high spirit is mm -hmm. more likely to be that. But it's usually the introverts, because, you know, like the horse like my bay horse, you know, he just wants to play and have fun. Mm -hmm. My right brain horse, you know, the black one, and when I say right brain, that's more nervous and shy, he's pretty introverted. He doesn't really want to go. But he's like, he's got to keep everybody quiet. He's like, all right, get back in line. Stop all those So he's like the control freak. Yeah. He's like, no, everybody, you know, just settle so down and be in the herd. And can be related to people. Totally. Completely. I mean, people are the same, right? That's so in oh, that's so interesting. Around. And you see that in horses. And so it's very interesting watching those herd dynamics, you know. So it's no surprise that your horse is behaving a bit like that and he's probably more on that introverted confident side, mm -hmm. right? Almost like he got back and thought, I've got to take control of things now, I've been gone. What's happened while I've been gone? And he's I gotta sort them out. He's grown up a little bit. And then, you know, age is also a factor because the older horses are not as fast, not as strong. And so the young upstarts can get the upper hoof. Get the upper hoof. <laughs> I like that. It's really good. Gosh, it's really interesting, isn't it? Are you learning a lot, Gigi? <laughs> well, between 
Trying to catch up there and trying to catch up here. I'm getting bits and pieces. You'll have to watch later. You can always watch later. I'll come back and watch later. Like, okay, what did I miss? (laughs) (laughs) We got to go to break. We're coming back with Linda. Uh, We're going to do a tough segment uh, on the on the foal uh, for you and share the rest of that story with you and um, wrap it up for today. So stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. We'll be right back. The Equine Performance Center Opala with numerous success stories and featuring the most advanced equine conditioning and rehab equipment available in the world today is striving to be the best in the nation. Find them on the web at epcrehab.com and like them on Facebook now. Happy, healthy horses live in fly-free barns. Don't allow annoying flies and mosquitoes to cause disease and health issues getting between you and your horse's happiness and health. Get your fly misting system now from Acres Pest Control. With over 20 years of pest control experience, family owned, licensed and insured. Get your free inspection with Acres, the best for your Acres. Check them out now at acrespestcontrol.com. That's A-K-E-R-S pestcontrol.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with my friend Linda Pirelli. Loving having her here. Got off track a couple of times just because I love asking her questions. She knows so much. Uh, We can all learn so much from her. But uh, I kind of want to switch it up a little bit and find out how happyhorsehappylife.com works. Well, what's really great about it is that it's a community. And so obviously we're all connected by the same um, ideals. We want to uh, have a happy horse and learn what that takes in terms of leadership and communication. And then also we want to have a happy life. And, you know, a lot of people go, well, you know, what's a happy life? You know, isn't that a little bit of like, woo, you know, <laughs> pie in the sky and is it really possible? <laughs> you know, I think happiness is a decision because there's things that happen to, into, happen to us in our lives that are difficult or sad or challenging or what we didn't expect and people go well how can you be happy in that moment it's like well i'm not happy about that but that doesn't then change my happiness in every other area of my life or the fact that you know this is how i want to live my life there's always dips and you know troughs and ups and downs trials and tribulations you know i remember somebody said to me this many years ago she said well i think you're just always happy because nothing bad happens in your life it's like (laughs) what what of course bad things happen in my life but it's how i deal with them that makes the difference and you know you're either beaten by it or you you know you are resilient and you come back and there's a lot of support systems and and techniques that you can use and so my personal growth program pegasus personal growth is on the Happy Horse, Happy Life site. And then we've got amazing people like Dr. Jenny Susser, 
you know, who weighs in on topics for, because she's a psychologist, so she uh, could really work with people, you know, have a lot of difficulty. That's not my area, um, but certainly I can talk philosophically about how, you know, I want to run my life and, and help people with different issues like attitude and mental barriers and communication and things like that. So um, then on the, the, the way that the whole thing works, is an, and there's a two-week trial, a free two-week trial, so you can get in and have a fish around and interact and see what's happening. And um, it's a wonderful, supportive community. You know, there's no negative junk that goes on there. Everybody's about a happy horse and a happy life. They want to learn. There's really rich content on there. Um, when you sign up, you get um, a, um, an email a day. Like, there's a post that's an inspirational thing, and then there's an educational one. And so they're all different things like this, especially what I do. You know, there's the educational modules that I talked about, keynote courses where you can go and take 20 minutes and educate yourself on, on a specific subject. Um, then there's Barn Confidential, so it's like a behind-the-scenes look at the people who are training with me. I have apprentices and protégés, and so we'll often talk about you know, their trials and tribulations as they're learning, and people get to be a fly on the wall and go, oh, wow, that's exactly what I'm dealing with and so it helps them. So it's really rich with content, it's very varied, it's not just you know all down the horse road, there's plenty of that but you've got videos and articles and keynote courses and, and then I also have been running some master classes myself at the um, Greener Sides Park mm -hmm. uh, Rescue Centre where they have that beautiful mm -hmm. um, challenge course as well. Yes. So anyway, I'm just loving it, you know, it's, I love being part of that community and contributing to it and uh, I love what I'm able to teach, you know, because I can really get into what is it that people are wanting and needing, you know, in their everyday life with horses. And I also do coach some very high level people, you know, um, professional riders and trainers and also Olympians. And so, you know, this is um, solid uh, behavior-based information, you know, for training your horse. It's not just a little, you know, some people think happy horse, oh, we'll just like skip through the tulips and right. love our horses, mm -hmm. you know. But it's way deeper than that. And it's quite transformational, you know, for both horses and people. That's amazing. And you know, yeah, I, just in my spare time. In you know, your spare time, right. <laughs> well, you know what, what I was, uh, and you, you said something that made me think, you know, people see us on social media and people see us at events and they see photographs of us smiling and happy and everything with our horses going right. Me on the beach, on my horse, yeah. you know, life that is great. That must be your whole life. Yes, it must be my <laughs> whole life. So I think sometimes people see people who are more in the limelight, you know, that are extroverts, that are out there in the world. And sometimes, you know, they see our lives as what they see on social media, not necessarily know what we might be going through with our families, with our children, with our animals, with our significant right. other. It might be many things going on that people don't know are going on. So they see like what they think is like the perfect life. And when they see, well, how, how would you know anything about difficulties? You've never gone through anything. Look at your perfect life. And I don't <laughs> think they realize, you know, we're so we're yeah. humans. We've had our challenges. We Absolutely. have our challenges. No one escapes them. No one escapes them. So I think that sometimes that is, um, you know, it's good for people to see the real, the real you. You know, look, everything isn't always perfect, even if it looks yeah, it. And you know, I, this is something that is quite new for me because you know I'm going through a big life change at the moment, and the support from the community has been unbelievable. And I don't know that I've ever experienced something like that again. And you know, it's just been incredible. 
you know, and I think about that's the power that we have, you know, to help each other and, and you know, when things aren't going right, whether it's in our family life or with our horses, that, you know, we have a community that's supportive instead of putting you down for things. You I know? know. So, I, you know, I'm, it's interesting for me to be a beneficiary on this side as well. It's wonderful. Well, and it certainly helps that you are so loved and so respected and so many people, including myself, admire so you grateful. so much. And Thank you. that makes you extra special and um, we all like to love on you. So, uh, and we're very Thank proud you so of you. Much. And this, just seeing the steps that you're making with this program, I think, you know, I was actually just talking to somebody the other day about how people like you know, that have gone through things, I think can be such an incredible support system for people oh my gosh, in, yes. in their difficulties because we've been there and, you know, survived. Yeah. And so I think a program that can help you with your horse and help you with your life, and let's face it, if you own horses, you have a very busy life, regardless of what, what you do, whether you work all day with horses or you work in a different field and go home at night and take care of them. Either way, the barn chores are always there, the work is always there, the early hours are always there, the potential colics and up all night with the sick horse, <laughs> that's there. You know, we have these really, really busy lives we've always got to be thinking yes. about. You know, I'm always thinking, did I get my hay? Did I get my feed? Did I, you know, have I done this? Yeah. Have I done that? Well, you're always, you know, when you're looking after them, they, we're, we have to take care of them. You know, we domesticated we them. We have to take care of them. So I, yeah. think, I think that our lives anyway are very, very full. And I think that sometimes stresses from all of that can even pile up. So I think if you can help people through, whether it's a difficult personal Absolutely. or even just a time management, like... I dealt with that yeah. <laughs> badly. Oh, I know. I mean, it's tough. And, you know, the great thing is that I'm part of this team that, that does it all. It's not all me because I can't do everything. Right. And there's people who are way better at some things than I am. And it's great to be able to refer that, you know, so it's a great resource. But I think, you know, one of the things I often get um, asked questions about, because I do Zoom conferences, you know, like if I um, release a, a, a keynote course, say on speed control, then two weeks later we do a Zoom conference where you know, there's like 100 plus people on there and people can watch it afterwards as well. And they can ask questions about the situation. And then I do one also on personal growth. So I'll take a personal growth module on whatever it is, you know, attitude, confidence, whatever, goal setting as an example. And then we have a, a, a conference two weeks after that. So it's very interactive. But one of the things that I often get asked about is, you know, how do you maintain this energy? You know, because it's not like I have energy and then I, you know, the camera goes off and I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm still energized and I'm still passionate. And, you know, if you come to my barn or my house, you know, this is who I am. Now, there's little dips in the day, obviously, where you're concentrating or you're more quiet. But my attitude is always more positive yes. and energetic and solutionary if yes. there is such a word you know yes and so I often get asked about that and one of the things I, I often say is you know the problem with most people who don't have energy and passion is their goal isn't big enough they don't have a goal that really lights them up right. you know, I wake up every morning you know with my goal to make um, a big impact on happy horse happy life I wake up with a goal every morning to keep um, progressing with my horses and and ride one to Grand Prix, you know? So they're the kinds of things that you need that just get you like, 
pumped and want to go. And if you don't have goals in your life, you've got to get one. That's right. Because you just... And on that note, Gigi's giving me the look, <laughs> which means we're going to go to break. We're going to come back. We're going to run a just over nine-minute segment that we have uh, on Tough the Foal, wonderful story. And then Linda and I are going to come back for one minute at the end to introduce you to two other really important guests we have in the studio before we close out the show. Stay with us. We'll be right back. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage, and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages, and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. Acres Pest Control offers a variety of professional pest control services for farm owners, residential and commercial customers. Control pests, fire ants, mosquitoes, rodents and more. Also offering fly misting systems with speedy response, friendly service and effective pest control techniques. No contracts and affordable, effective pest control. Acres, A-K-E-R-S, is the best for your acres. Check them out now at acrespestcontrol.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala. Experience the difference in buying. Palm makes it simple with no pressure, the best sales staff, and lots of inventory. Experience the difference at Palm Chevy in Ocala or online at palmchevrolet.com. Palm Chevy, find new roads. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show, and I am here with Jennifer Ireland and Dr. Alberto Rulan from the Equine Performance and Innovative Center. We call it epic because it's epic. And this story is certainly epic. We're talking about tough. Um, the foal had a very difficult start. Uh, when we finished up the last segment about this, we were just talking about walking him around the hole that was actually prepared for him to be euthanized. So uh, Jennifer's been telling us the story and I'm gonna let her carry on right where we left off. Jennifer. So um, the phone call to this, uh, this lady, and I don't really know what her role is, but that really made a difference. I, and so the other vet was standing there and she was like, what are they gonna do? Cause she's prepared to you know, do it. And I said, I'm not doing it because I've had to put horses to sleep before, and although it was hard, I knew it was right, but there was something that kept telling me, I don't feel right about this. I don't feel like it's done, and it could have been an emotional thing, but I don't think so because I've been through this before. And well, because you're a medical professional, too, you really understand the difference between, you know, a horse that has a chance and one that doesn't, and you know when a horse is suffering. You know it as painful as it is, you know when it's time. Right. And you didn't feel that. So as a medical professional, I feel like that's probably even more um, likely to be the professional choice rather than emotions, even though clearly you were emotionally attached, right? Yes, absolutely. And the, and the biggest thing is I had been over at Epic when I first, in March, be, for 
another thing and just had a tour of the place. I didn't, and I had met Dr. Rolan, but I didn't really know anything beyond that. I knew he had a hyperbaric chamber, but Dr. Marsh and at Equine Sports Medicine, uh, or Equine, yeah, I think it's Equine Sports Medicine Clinic in, in Weatherford, Texas. I called him. He said, get that baby in the hyperbaric chamber. I said, I'm going to call Dr. Rolan over at Epic and see if he thinks he can help him. Well, he called me back and he's like, get him over here by five. We're firing up the chamber now. So I was panicking. I'm like, I got to get, get him over there. I got to get him over there. This is like three o'clock in the afternoon. Hauled all over there. I actually hauled my trailer without lights, but I didn't care. I was getting him to the clinic <laughs> and uh, loaded him up and, and got him there. And they're um, the most amazing crew. And they started right away. He was in that chamber within 30 minutes. And that was just the beginning of this. And I, I think maybe my medical background allowed me to think outside the box instead of just saying, this is it, you know, there's no hope. I, I just think that helped me. And I, I hope that this story will help somebody else that maybe feels like they're at the end of their rope and they, there's no alternative because there may be. And he is the true story of don't give up if you don't want to yet so until they say there's nothing else of course they did tell me that and here he is <laughs> he's eight months old now so. dr ryan i'm going to pass you over the important microphone here and let you tell us uh, tell us your story with uh, with tough so when tough uh, arrived at our place or right from the call um we started gathering all the data and getting all the information and then we get start getting the blood work results and to be 100 percent honest when we started when our team started reviewing all the results we were not sure what we were getting into it was pretty remarkable at the point he arrived the creatinine was already 9.5 and he was septic right he's it was weak his legs were very weak like jennifer said he couldn't barely walk but he would still get up and nurse he had that fire on him and jennifer had this gut feeling like purely a gut mom's feeling plus obviously her medical background and she just asked us to please try right so we were trying to keep our hopes up but we were, going to, we were going to take it hour by hour and see where, we, where we're going to be. So the first thing that we know is that any horse that came in that situation or any patient will need oxygen. Oxygen is just a, a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And with the hyperbaric chamber, we are providing 100% oxygen at high, at, at high pressure. So the oxygen will definitely penetrate. What we didn't know on top is okay, that, how is that going to help his kidney failure? We knew we were going to make him feel better, but there is no, we, we have no research data. There's no scientific data that prove the hyperbaric chamber helps with kidney failure, zero at all. And we tell that to Jennifer and say, we, we just don't have any scientific data to, to prove it. The horse has been receiving what the science actually says it should get up to now he hasn't he has received everything by the book so we had to think outside the book 
outside the box because he was actually treated well. His body was just not responding. So then after the first hyperbaric, just like many other patients, they get a lot of energy out of that because they actually have oxygen, right? So he came out of the hyperbaric and he went back to nursing. And then after that, he also developed swelling in the hocks. And that was another concern that happens with septic folds, right? Because they can get septic joints. So that then we get another complication with him. So we get in the hocks, we clean the hocks, we flush the, all the bacteria and all, everything, all, the, uh, all the bacteria in the hog, and we go back in the chamber. And he keeps getting a little bit healthier. And one thing that we know about the chamber is that it actually makes the antibiotics work better, mm. one thing. Another thing that the chamber does is that it actually, after a certain amount of chamber treatment, it increases the stem cell release into the horses. So there's some beautiful research on people where the hyperbaric chamber stimulates stem cell production. So just based on those two facts that we knew, and Jennifer's gut feeling to keep, to keep going, we just kept going. And every treatment that we did, he got a little better. We did have setbacks, no question about it. We had yeah. setbacks, we had a, a more joints got infected. And I would say that probably 99.999% percent of the time an owner would have just say yeah I, I can't handle anymore because it's not just the, it's the, the emotional distress that she was going every time she got a bad news I lived, like, in, I, lived <coughs> I lived and died by lab work like okay what's what's the creatinine today well it's great I'm like and the next day well it went back up I'm like and it was like the creatinine was going like this at first I mean we got great drop and then it was like like, oh, no, I know. And then Mumi, who, you know, works with him and, and does, she's amazing. Um, she says, well, I, I kind of quit telling you a little bit. You were so stressed. And I was traveling because there was no work. I had to go to Houston to find work at this point because of COVID. And so I was in Houston, got COVID myself, and then had to stay away. And just those guys took care of him like they were they love him so much like and, he was theirs. well right? let me just say part of his treatment plan on the thing said all his antibiotics his fluids and then every day it said hugs and kisses and they had to check off that somebody gave him hugs and kisses it was on his treatment plan yeah oh like that you mean <laughs> well done apparently we're back <laughs> we have uh, a couple of special guests here in the studio well, One's asleep. Who's this? This is Moxie. Moxie! My little Moxie wanted to come in for um, an interview <laughs> and to tell you that she really likes the Horse Talk Show, right? That's right. She does <laughs> like the Horse Talk Show. I want to thank Linda Pirelli very, very much for being with us. Linda, thank, thank you. Thank you so much for having me again. Always wonderful to talk with you and support what you're doing as well for the horse industry. Thank you. Happy horse, happy life. That's Two it. very important things. Uh, HappyHorseHappyLife.com. Lots of wonderful contributors to this and certainly something I think can help everybody uh, with their horse and with their, uh, with their personal life as well. So I think that's fantastic. One last mention for air show jumping uh, this weekend at the Florida Horse Park and the following weekend as well. Uh, should be a uh, absolutely fantastic boutique horse show and of course we'll be bringing you lots of coverage 
from there this weekend. So uh, please check us out at the Horse Talk Show on Facebook. Like us. You can also find us at the Horse Talk Show TV on YouTube. And you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, thank you very much to Linda Pirelli again for being here with us this week. And we'll be back at the same time next week. Until then, happy horsing around. <laughs>